0: Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drazimski
1: Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the Luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Do you like it when my voice does that, Tom? You got the radio voice going. Yes. Well, you know, it's a, it's a very nice, luxurious corner booth. Yeah, I like that. Although anyone can come, it's not like so luxurious that we don't invite everybody. No, Everybody's all welcome. Are, here. All are welcome. It's kind of like I guess heaven would be such a beautiful place, and it <laughs> would be it would be <laughs> like a five star resort, right? Oh, yeah, no, it'd be, I'm thinking at and, least but that anybody can go. So so beautiful. Yep. And so here we are at the humble. Uh, Catholic Cafe. Yes, sir. And uh we're gonna. You know, we've had like I gotten a lot of feedback on these top ten reasons. The top of, tens. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do another one today. Great. It's always fun. Now this one's difficult.
0: It was. Difficult. I think.
1: Um, you I gotta, think you
0: got to remind everybody what we do. By the way, you well, fill out your list. I fill out mine.
1: And then we compare notes. And we compare notes. And interestingly, there's you know a lot of a lot of matches. And then there's a lot of like I didn't think about that. Yeah. So today we're doing. Why you should Go to a funeral Now you stop and think about that for a second And and let me put this in the context of me growing up Right right? I was not a great Catholic growing up And I used to hate funerals Same here, man I think everybody does And there's You know, at the time I would say things like Well, they're just depressing Mm -hmm. And uh, they're I don't know what
0: to say or do But
1: really, I was starting to feel like They were a waste of time Okay What is the point of that? I used to use an expression. I still do when I'm talking about something that might not be uh, of great value is I would say that's like a pillow in the coffin. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is the point? Why do they need a pillow? (laughs) That's what I was thinking, you know, and but I never saw the value of that and never understood. Now, I've since matured (laughs) in a great way, but uh, uh, but but I will just say that I I didn't think there was any value Mm -hmm. in funerals. And I think that now. Looking back on it, mm-hmm. I think I was extremely selfish. It's like I didn't want to go. I would much rather watch television. I would much rather whatever I was doing than go to a funeral, and all and right. inherently in that is a selfishness, a very yes, very immature person. And I realize yes. um, now. So as we're thinking about, well, why should we go? Mm-hmm. You know, put all caps should why you should go to a funeral. And um, and not just the ones that are mandatory attendance, because if you know an, a, an immediate family member dies... You better be there. You better be there. You're going to start World War III. It's going to be a bad scene. Yep. But even so, you probably want to be there. Right. Because you feel like, I, I need to be there for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. you may not even understand why. But So I'm talking about those funerals, I think especially where it's um, your dad's third cousin twice removed you know that dies it's uh that person that used to run the the drugstore down the street the old guy used to be kind of hunched over behind the counter and you know you always said he was a nice guy or whatever and he dies and you you know these people that why should we go Mm -hmm. i mean they weren't our close family members no so we came up with 10 reasons why you should go why you should go to that funeral good reasons too i think they're great reasons so let's let's kind of <laughs> let's start kicking down this list. So number one, mm-hmm. the first thing we talked about, and actually you came up with this one. I didn't have these words, but uh, put them together here. But you you said this hates a corporal work of mercy, right? Right, and we are in the jubilee year of mercy. We are right, and so a corporal corporal work of mercy. It's a good thing for to bury the dead is a corporal work of mercy, mm-hmm. which ties into a lot of our Catholic teaching about you know dignity of the human person, the body, and respect for the body and in corporal corpus body Mm -hmm. right a corporal work of mercy something we do with our physicality right in respecting physicality a corporal work of mercy is is bearing the dead the church has always taught this but sort of tied to that you know in this sort of number one is it's actually you're participating in the liturgy right right and we get liturgy uh, liturgia is latin Right? Uh, and latergia liturgia, whatever, I can't pronounce it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for, for you to for say. all you Greek scholars out there. Uh, Send us an email. Le, yeah, no, don't. Leturgia, <laughs> le, whatever it is, uh, right. Greek. It just means it's like the public work. Right. Right. So when we talk about the church's liturgy, mm-hmm. her liturgy essentially is our, our public prayer. Mm-hmm. It's the work of the church. Mm-hmm. And it's what the church has designated. So this corporal work of mercy, the liturgy of the of the funeral mm-hmm. is is essentially it's our part of our Christian culture. Right. Right? It's a cultural thing, it's what we do. You know, when you have a birthday party, you sing happy birthday. There's no law that says you have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do. You have a party, you have a cake, you have little hats and mm-hmm. presents, and, and it's what we do, and it's how we express appreciation for somebody. We count our years or whatever in the birthday. Well, in the same way, in the funeral, it's our part of our Christian culture. It's what we do, right? but it's specifically tied to that corporal work of mercy. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So number one, I think, is that corporal work of mercy and and participating in the work the public work or the public prayer of the church. So number two, mm-hmm. the, the funeral, it, 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 actually helps us. It gives us hope for our own resurrection. Right. And, you know, I think that's, it's interesting that, um, you know, the order of Christian funerals, which is the book that the, the deacon, the priest and the bishop would use at, at a funeral. These contain all the official, uh, funeral prayers. rites, the prayers and the postures and the uh, the description of the liturgies and the and but also has these uh, you know little essays or discussions about instructions about why mm-hmm. you know and there's some interesting stuff in here but at the very beginning there is a decree that comes from Cardinal Benogut I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right I'm sorry for the Goot family if I've messed that up. But uh, he, calls. Well, he was the prefect for the Congregation for Divine Worship way back in 1969 when this, way book, back. Was, yeah, when this book was promulgated. We were a
0: little squirts back we then. We were
1: little guys. Uh, I was only seven. and uh, And there was a decree mm-hmm. that starts this book off. And right at the beginning, it just says, By means of the funeral rites, it has been the practice of the church as a tender mother, not simply to commend the dead to God, but also to raise high the hope of its children and to give witness to its own faith in the future resurrection of the baptized with Christ. That is cool. Yeah. So when we, when we it go really to a is. funeral, we really are sort of saying we're being, we're being lifted up. Exactly. We are, when we go, it's not just the dead that we're there concerned about. It's our own resurrection. Right. We're reminded of the hope that we have in not only a, 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 a resurrection of the soul, but our bodies. Amen. Right And so that's a powerful thing. So that's a giving us hope. It's a good thing. We need some more hope these days. Absolutely. All right. number three, you know, I just was thinking about uh, the idea of what we do at a funeral, and a lot of people think, well, we, we get together and we, we say nice things about the people, whatever, but the reality is we also worship God, and we, we do. give thanks to God for that person. We do. right? And so it's important for us to understand that a funeral is also an act of worship. Right. Right. And in Thanksgiving, you know, we praise and worship him. And it's kind of, uh, it's written out for us again in this order of Christian funerals in there. The general instruction number five, it says Christians celebrate the funeral rites to offer worship, praise, and thanksgiving to God for the gift of a life, which has now been returned to God, the author of life and the hope of the just. I mean, we're, we're essentially in this funeral giving, it says, worship, praise, and thanks to God. Sure. So it is an act of worship, and so I think it's important that we worship God.
0: It is Especially
1: important. in the context of, uh, again, the corporal work of mercy. Right. So that's number three. Number four, this one seems kind of obvious, especially to Catholics. Mm-hmm. But so, some of the, the non-Catholic Christians out there might think differently than this, but we go to offer uh, prayers on behalf of the deceased. Right. I mean, a lot of people think, well, why do I need to go? That is a very Catholic thing, by the way. But let me say this, Tom, if I die, Mm -hmm. I want you at my funeral. I want you there because I want the prayers. Right. I need the prayers. Right. We are praying for that soul, for that person. Right. Right. Our friend, our family member, whoever it is, even Mm -hmm. if we didn't know them very well, Mm -hmm. our prayers are important. It's important that we pray for people. Right. Well, a a, a funeral is an opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. right now. Our separated brothers and sisters might think differently because they would say you can't pray for the dead because they're dead. Right. Right? They're already... They've been judged. They're they're off, and off to the races, wherever that is. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether they're in heaven or hell, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So your prayers amount to nothing. Where Catholic theology is totally different. Yeah. We go back to uh, the the book of uh, the Maccabees. Mm-hmm. Right? We go back to 2 Maccabees and we remember uh, there specifically, I think it's in uh, chapter 12... And there, Judas Maccabeus says that it's a good and pious, it's a good and holy thing to pray for the dead, right? to commend the dead. And it's like, well, okay. That's All what right. we do. Yeah, that's what we do. And we know, I mean, you know, I don't know that we're going to, you know, pray them out of purgatory or whatever someone might think, uh, how you'd express whatever, but I think that prayers are beneficial. I right? do too. They're beneficial to us, but they're also beneficial to that person. And so that person lying there, we see their body lying there. And our Catholic teaching is that their soul has been upon death, immediately upon death, their soul is is judged. Right. Right. And is in heaven or hell
2: mm-hmm.
1: based on that judgment. But remember, heaven is outside of time. Right. We are in time. And so our prayers have value.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Our prayers have value even for that person after death. And it's important for us to continue to pray for the for the dead. And a funeral is a, a very beautiful way to do that it is indeed now this other one is really important this is what i would call a ministry of presence yes you know i like to get presents at christmas i know you do yeah but this is a different kind of presence yeah you're you're showing up you're showing up and mm-hmm. a lot of people think well what am i going to do what 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 am i going to say it's so uncomfortable uh, what do I say? I don't know what to say. And you sit there and rehearse in the car on the way. What am I going to say? What you don't I need say? to say anything. I ah, know.
0: It's so beautiful. All you have to do is just be there. Right. Be there for the, their, their, your
1: other friends, family, all those kind of folks. That's exactly right. And so you, you're you there to comfort the, the grieving. Right. Right. Just your presence. Just showing up. It's like, oh, so many people were there, you know, for grandpa's funeral or whatever. It just, it made me feel better to see all that. It
0: is a big deal. You've experienced a funeral.
1: Yeah, my, well, my, when well, my brother died.
0: Yeah, when when someone shows up that you don't expect.
1: He died in Huntsville, Alabama, right. right. in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's like 20 or 30 people there that drove from Huntsville, Alabama yeah. to be there for my brother. That made me feel good. Lifted you up. Oh, it did. Yeah. You know, it just, it really did. But then what about the young people and the young adults that are well, there? Well, you're
0: teaching them. You're teaching them. You know, you're giving them, with your presence, just an example of how to behave and what to do and pay it forward
1: same same thing most people don't understand that simple common uh, concept do they no they don't but maybe because we aren't telling them and by no. going to a funeral we, we become a personal witness in our presence you do. you do yeah so it's powerful so your being there really does mean something it's a big deal and there's lots more to talk about we got five more of these humdingers can't wait we're going to sling them at you right after this little pause before we do that, we'll remind folks at home we got a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at the And if it doesn't kill you to do it, we want you to come back.
3: <laughs> I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Though St. Anthony of Padua was born in Portugal in the early 13th century, he did most of his work in Italy. He was a Franciscan monk who was well known for his ability to teach the Catholic faith in a way that even the simplest of minds could comprehend. And he was so steadfast in his zeal for protecting the Church against heresy that he soon became known as the Hammer of Heretics. St. Anthony was especially effective in converting heretics through the wondrous miracle of the Eucharist. One such conversion story is told about a particularly stubborn and hardened heretic named Bonanillo. Bonanillo was well known in town for his heretical beliefs, and he was not to be convinced with the direct and forceful words of St. Anthony, the Hammer of Heretics. So St. Anthony had to find other means to convey the truth of the Catholic faith to Bononillo. One day when Bononillo came to town with his mule, St. Anthony made a proposition. He wondered if Bononillo might recant his heresy and believe in the Church's teachings if St. Anthony could get even his mule to bow down in adoration of the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. Bononillo agreed but being untrusting by nature, he laid down some stipulations. Bononillo said that the mule must not be fed for two days and should be led into the town square on the third day. On one side of the path was to be placed a tempting pile of fresh feed, and on the other side, St. Anthony would stand with his so-called Body of Christ. St. Anthony agreed. For the next two days, the mule was not fed saint anthony spent the entire two days in fervent prayer asking that god might soften bonanillo's heart and allow him to see the truth of the church on the third day the town square was crowded bonanillo entered the town square with his now hungry mule he was certain that the mule would go for the feed instead much to the shock of bonanillo and all the townspeople the mule pulled toward St. Anthony and the Blessed Sacrament. Then the mule knelt down in adoration. Seeing this, Bononillo's eyes filled with tears. His heart melted as he too bowed down in adoration. He gave up his heresy then and there and came home to the one true church. It was a true Eucharistic miracle. I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here and talking with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. Trusty sidekick. And we are talking about 10... reasons Reasons. why you you should should should, all caps should i don't usually use all caps when i'm writing emails because it's like yelling at somebody i saw
0: that it was loud and clear i got it it.
1: yeah should why you should go to yeah and so we've got five good ones and we're gonna we're gonna add five Five more. more yeah so let's jump to number six do it number six is it reminds us of our own mortality man it's a big deal well you know a lot of folks especially young folks i remember when i was younger Mm-hmm. I used to think I was going to live forever. It's like, well, when you go to funerals, you realize people don't live. Not going to happen. And literally, and the way that Catholics do it, with they got the vigil there, and you get to see the body. Mm-hmm. You you say they look good, they don't look so good, right? <laughs> they look dead, right? I mean, there's, right. There, there's a reality when you see a dead body that you think all of a sudden about death.
0: Remember, Father Ernie was on here once. Oh yeah, he, he used talking. to talk about that, and he'd say, you know, people come up and say the craziest things, like. Oh, he looks so peaceful. Look there, the rest well, of, of course there. he looks peaceful.
1: He's dead. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> at peace. Not worried about anything. There's no yet. stress. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know, we need to be reminded of that. Right. Of our own mortality because we're not going to live forever. When I was younger, I thought mm-hmm. I was going to live forever. So I didn't think about, you know, saving. I didn't think about doing the right thing. Right. I thought about other stuff. Yeah. You know, things I needed right then and there at that moment. Fun things. Exactly. But certainly not all that eternity pie in the sky stuff. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think in that way, but when we go to a funeral, we actually remind ourselves of our own mortality, which again ties into that first one about knowing that this is a, really a prayer, a corporal work of mercy. And that it, and, and all, the second thing that brings us hope for our own resurrection, right. right? We're not thinking about our own resurrection if we're not thinking about our death. Right. And so that's why sometimes it's a good thing for us to be reminded. It is that we are going to die. We are. Okay, so number seven. Did that sound depressing? Because I hope it doesn't.
0: No, I think it's just it's reality. And remember, Yeah, we live in reality. Sometimes you have to go get thumped right between the eyes yeah, to wake right. you back up and yeah. say, hey, this this is not pretend.
1: I'd rather be tickled behind the ear, to be honest right. with you. I don't like the thumps. <laughs> no. You know, the thumps are not happy times. No. Tickle behind the ear. You it's a whole different thing. Anyway. I need to remember that. Make yeah, a note. Yeah, exactly. Make all a, a right. note. We'll Tickle be behind made. the ear. Note made. That's number seven. Weird. Number said, this is one that you said i also said and that is this is essentially a mass right you know in the catholic context and and what the catholic church would advise mm-hmm. is if when a catholic dies they would have a funeral mass now sometimes it's not possible or not practical and there are some exceptions to that situation but the reality is it's it's idealized and it's intended that there be a a Mass. Right. And what is a Mass? It's the Liturgy of the, Eu- the Eucharist, right? So in the Liturgy of, of the to Word. participate in that. Right. So to participate in the Liturgy of the Eucharist mm-hmm. and to participate in the Liturgy of the, uh, uh, the Word, you know, is essentially a, a, a powerful sign anyway in our lives. So we're going to Mass. And then to sort of wrap that around this funeral. Big deal. It is a big deal. And I love the way, we'll go back to the order of Christian funerals in that general introduction. We'll look at number number six. And I love where it says specifically, it says, At the funeral rites, especially at the celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice, the Christian community affirms and expresses the union of the church on earth with the church in heaven in one great communion of saints. That's powerful. You that, know that powerful. That, you know that great amen that they say at Mass. Right. Right, when there's the elevation of the consecrated host. Right. And and we we all say amen. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a moment, right? It's so a it's a cosmic reality mm-hmm. that heaven comes crashing into earth, right? Right, and it's a it's it's a beautiful joining of time heaven, heaven and, earth. and eternity. Beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. They come crashing together, mm-hmm. and suddenly all those seats that might be empty at your mass are filled with the saints, with the angels, all singing glory to God. Mm-hmm. Well, that happens. Because of the Eucharist, because of Jesus Christ, and he binds us together. And so when we're at a funeral and we experience that, right, we're suddenly sitting with Uncle Joe again. Right. I know it's just a powerful thing to to kind of think that this is a mass and that's a that's a beautiful thing to do. So let's go to number eight. Okay. So number eight I said was, and this is also one you came up with, is mm-hmm. participation in the mystical body of Christ. Right. And there's a simple um, line, that uh, a verse that St. Paul uses in that first letter to the Corinthians in the uh, 12th chapter. And he just simply says, when, when one suffers, we all suffer together, right? right? When When one is honored, we all rejoice together. And there's just idea of we're all parts of one body.
0: Yeah, the body of Christ.
1: Well, so when, we, when one of us dies. Part,
0: part of the body dies.
1: Part of the body dies. And right. so it's appropriate for us to recognize that. Right. I mean, certainly, if you've got a part of your body that died, mm-hmm. you're going to need to recognize, and maybe you already. You're going to recognize it. <laughs> well, if it's like your heart. <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. It's going to be a big deal. It but is. even so, even if it's your pinky, even if right. it's your little toe, when you think, I don't use my little toe, no matter how far and remote that part is, trust me, it helps you're, in your you're balance. Gonna it. You were going to notice that there'd be some pain. Yep. Probably depending on how that part died right. or right. was removed. But again, the point is. That that mystical body of Christ, what binds us together, Mm -hmm. right? When when our community suffers,
0: yeah, we all suffer.
1: Our community stands up, and so so we pray. Exactly right. Our communities. We all suffer Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when one suffers, and so when 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 somebody dies, our coming together, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially builds everybody up, right? Right, and then when we honor that person. The entire body is honored. That's right. So you're participating in that mystical body of Christ with the communion of saints, with everybody, all the saints here on earth, mm-hmm. right? And all eternity. And you're, you're, you're participating in that when you come to a funeral. Number nine, now this one's more common and life I think a lot of people recognize this. Mm-hmm. And that is this it's, it's a it's a way of sort of saying goodbye or, or thanks and people have used it like closure when you use clinical terms, well I'm getting some closure. Right. Well it's not a business deal we're dealing with here. But the but the point is some people want to be able to say goodbye. Yeah. They want to say thanks to either that person or to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they, they just really want to come together and share memories and sure. and whatever, but then really there's a there's a farewell. Right. You know, I always I always see this sort of bittersweet thing at funerals, mm-hmm. and it reminds me of this image of the person that would stand on the docks, waving goodbye to their good friend or family member who's getting on that cruise ship. Yeah, and they're getting ready, you know, and they're, sailing they're, away. They're sailing away into the sunset. Yeah, but and we know they're going to what we hope is going to be a better place. Yeah, right. But hopefully they don't have like the plague or something that shows up on that <laughs> ship, right? That would be bad. <laughs> but we but we hope they're going to have a they're going to have a good voyage. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we don't want them to. I'm right? sorry.
0: You tickled me. On well, that I was one.
1: trying to figure like what they're going on a cruise. How could that be hell? You know? <laughs> so the bittersweet part is we're wishing the best for them. Right? right. We want them to be on that cruise and have a great time. They're going to a better place. Yeah. Right. They're going to have creme brulee for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. You know? And that's what heaven is. That's
0: right. That's your favorite dessert. It? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so they're going to I'm do sorry. that. They're going to, they're, they're doing that. And so you're, you're bidding them farewell. farewell. You're still on the docks. Right. You're not on that ship. Right. Right. So it is a chance for us to say goodbye. It is a chance for us to bid someone farewell. It is. I think it's important for us to do that. Mm -hmm. I still remember when my brother died, he died suddenly and unexpectedly Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And there was a part of me that really like, how do I do this? Yeah. And I ended up writing him a letter made a big deal of it, gave it to all my family and said, well, th- this is my letter to Steve. And then we had a funeral. Yep. And it's like, man, it just, it felt good to, to go to that funeral, to be part of that funeral, to say farewell and goodbye, yep. especially the body of Christ binding together. That was all very beautiful. I, I love that so much. Uh, and, and people need to experience that. And that's Absolutely. one of the reasons why you should go. And that's number nine, why you should go right to the funeral. And then number 10, Mm-hmm the, the funeral essentially teaches us to, the, the respect we have for the dignity of the human person,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I mean, if you stop and think about it, the parts of the funeral rites, they include the, the vigil, right? Mm-hmm. And so the vigil, we go and we view the body. Right. I mean, usually there's a body laying there. Sure. In a coffin, in a funeral home, or at the, uh, at the church or wherever the, the mm-hmm. vigil is taking place in, in preparation for the funeral rites. So there's mm-hmm. the body. We right. go and we view the body. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we pray for the soul mm-hmm. with the body present, mm-hmm. hopefully at the at the funeral in the actual mass. Right. Right. So we pray for the soul. And so then we commend the body and soul in the committal right into the ground, but really essentially into God's hands. Right. And so this is the respect for this body. And the body is tied to the soul in our Catholic theology. And it's so beautiful. And and if you also stop and think about the beauty and the gift of how our bodies are, our, our bodies are beautiful things in the theology of the body. Uh, John Paul, the second talked about this so often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how important this was. And we have people now who understand it, who teach it right. and realize the dignity of every human being, the, the purpose and the meaning and the beauty of the body. The fact that we worship with our bodies, right? And they're part of who we are essentially. Sure. Right. God created, all of the world. We were the crown of his creation and we were made good. In fact, on our day, he said it was very good. Mm-hmm. God was very happy with our bodies. And so we use our bodies in worship, mm-hmm. right? And so we connect our bodies to worshiping God. Right. And that's why it's so, it, it's, a, it's such a feast for the senses when you go to a funeral. Right. You hear the bells. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we smell the incense. Smells right? the bells. And I love the song of farewell. Right, which got incense and singing. It's beautiful. And say, you know, come to his aid, O saints of God, come meet him, angels of the Lord, receive his soul, O holy ones, present him now to God most high. It's Good stuff. You know when I hear when I heard that song sung on a brother's funeral. Oh, it was so beautiful. The hair still stands up. You my can't neck. hold the tears back. No, it's beautiful. It is it's beautiful. beautiful. So it's such a beautiful thing to go to a funeral. All these reasons are great reasons. And so we're going to close our program with a prayer. Let's do it. Taken from the funeral rites. O God, in whom sinners find mercy and the saints find joy, we pray to you for our loved ones, whose bodies we honor with Christian burial, that they may be delivered from the bonds of death. Admit them to the joyful company of your saints and raise them on the last day to rejoice in your presence forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to Deacon Jeff at TheCatholicCafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.